Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Hi, Mark Lawrence. How are you this fine day? My, you're looking shipper. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Animated Joe is back. I'm back, and I'm happy today. Do you know why? Uh, because you're manic and this is a good day? No, I have no idea why I'm happy. I just thought I'd ask you if you knew. <laughs> I know why you're happy. Because you're one day into your already retirement shortened four-day work week. Right, right. It's almost over. <laughs> your three-day weekend is right yes, around the it's corner. Ca- it's headed this way. And the weather is supposed to be what? Mild? Today? Oh, uh, I don't know. Intervals of clouds and sun with a shower and spots this afternoon. High 44. Okay. Well, 44 is pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to WKOK. I think I'll go home and put on some shorts. Welcome to On the Mark, where we uh, talk about the weather. Yes, but we really should talk about the terrible service the President of the United States is getting from his press secretary. Oh, yeah, what's she do now? Oh, this is ridiculous. Uh, she yesterday, well, she was blasted after she tried to explain the revelation that there had been three Chinese spy balloons during the Trump administration, but were never informed. And she just, they asked her a, a serious question. She gave this word salad answer that just didn't answer the question at all. So, and the people are just going wild on the Internet, blasting her. One person called her dangerous, uh, said, I can't believe that in the administration this is the best person they can find to speak for them. She, um, this is her answer. This is the her unclear response to the question, how is it possible that this administration discovered at least three previous balloons that flew over the U.S. under the previous administration, but Trump officials didn't know it was happening? Now, that's a good question, and you would think, given everything that happened, she should be prepared for it, wouldn't you? Well, Here, I, I know the answer. <laughs> here's her answer. This is her answer. Direct quote. Yeah, so look, I think that, and we have talked about this before, about how the, when it, when the PRC, government surveillance balloons, transited the continental U.S. briefly at least three times, as you just mentioned, under the president of the prior administration, and once that we know of at the beginning of this administration, but never for this duration of time as we know. That was her question. The question was, how is it possible they discovered it when the Trump administration didn't? And that was her answer to the question. And the correct answer is civilians saw it this time. Well, yeah, and uh, probably the government wouldn't have released it at all if the civilians hadn't seen it. If they knew. Remember, one balloon flew over during this administration, and nobody said anything, and nobody saw anything, uh, but apparently we know it happened. Well... If but, nobody saw th- the other three, how do we know they happened? But isn't that a fair question? If you're saying, and the administration's right. saying that it happened three times before under know. the Trump administration, and how is it possible that they didn't, how is it possible you found it out when the Trump administration didn't? I love the, uh, what's the name of the MSC anchor, MSNBC anchor? He was so, he said, and what has we now know that the inept, incompetent, and ignorant, and foolish Trump administration didn't even know three balloons went over <laughs> uh, 
uh, you know, years ago. And then afterward, he was told uh, the Biden administration had one, too, that they didn't know about. <laughs> oh, well, they knew about it. They just didn't, like, no. <laughs> right. They, then nobody knows what to do. Half the time, they don't even see him. So, And it's a ridiculously uh, but I think Jen, flagrant violation. Jen Psaki was confrontational sometimes. The prior press secretary was confrontational sometimes with the media. But she was... She had answers. She was always mm-hmm. prepared when she came to the podium. Corinne Jean-Pierre, most of the time, looks like a deer caught in the headlights. <laughs> well, I suppose she probably is, in a manner of speaking. Okay, so we would invite your comments on these topics. Uh, we're going to talk about the Sunbury Motor Company, but we have an open line right now, 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us around at uh, 70236. Include the keyword OTM. The president's got his State of the Union address, which lots of folks are looking forward to, uh, how he puts a positive spin on everything that's going on in the U.S. And he has got some positive things to talk about, but he's got a lot of negative really? things if he wants to focus. Well, you know, they have this Democratic agenda to borrow, what, $1.7 uh, trillion from our great-grandchildren, and they got it through. Well, we've already borrowed so, $43 trillion Well, from that's true, but um, I'm just saying, it, you know, you'd think maybe we could stop at some point, but in any event, no. But So he was successful about that, and that's good news if you're a staunch Democrat. But really, if you're a great-grandchild, this is not good. But in any event, so he could talk about that. And, uh, you but know, you know what's we're interesting? Out of wars and so on. It's interesting that we we talk about the fact that we've got to curtail the, the national debt. But what does that mean? What would you have to do to do that? You would have to cut federal spending so that right. you don't keep increasing the debt. I mean, the first step would be to not keep increasing the debt, <laughs> right? Let it say we got forty-seven trillion spending. Yeah, we got forty-seven trillion dollars we owe people. Isn't it time we started paying that back? Not just the interest on it, but let's pay it back. Let's get the principal down. Yeah, let's get it down to zero. How about well, that? Well, I don't think we're ever going to get it down to zero. But wouldn't five trillion be a better number? Well, didn't George Washington start with zero though? Yeah, well, we always started with zero. When we blame Alexander the Hamilton. We had no, we had no taxation. The major tax in the early days of our republic was. Uh, Liquor. Tax on booze. Well, we would invite folks to call us now. 570-743-WKOK. Email on the mark at WKOK.com. Text us at 70236. i got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a wonderful place to get your vehicle worked on. I haven't had any conversation with the Sunbury Motor Company in almost 12 hours. But when I do talk to them, they're friendly and courteous, and they keep asking, what can I do to help you out? Do you need a loaner vehicle, or do you wish to, uh, uh, can you need? a rental, or do you, what do you want to do to take good care of you while they keep your vehicle? They're going to give me a different vehicle to ride around in, and this particular one is the uh, Hyundai Nero, which is just a fabulous vehicle, and it's $23,000 for a loaded, packed uh, vehicle with all kinds of accoutrements and accessories and uh, options, and of course, uh, automatic emergency braking and lane holding and air conditioning. <laughs> Joe doesn't get in the vehicle without air. I don't think they make vehicles without air conditioning anymore. Of course,
course, all vehicles have to, for a couple of years now, all new vehicles have to have a rear backup camera. But this camera has cameras all over the place, so you get a 300. The camera has cameras all over the place? Yes, it's got... Uh, Did you mean the car has cameras all over the place? No, the cameras have cameras on them, so you can see 360. Oh, really? All the way around There's the vehicle. multiple cameras. Right. Wow. So, yeah, and $23,000, so just crazy Hyundai. A fantastic vehicle. High gasoline mileage, too, about 30-some miles to the gallon. Fantastic vehicle. We'll talk more about that later after I drive it a little bit. It has an automatic transmission. I just assumed I'd be shipped in for that price, but nope, comes with an automatic. So and there is all-wheel drive available. You had asked about that, but uh, yeah, that's a $25,000 uh, add-on. So, well, not $25,000 for the all-wheel drive. It brings the price up to $25,000, but still very affordable. New vehicle, entry-level. SunburyMotors.com. Stan, <coughs> uh, st- sorry, Stan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. <laughs> Good morning. Now your voice uh, is clear. We got you, you, you do understand that John Pierre, or whatever her name is, Kareen, she was a diversity hire, right? Well, she is well, a minority, right? Right, that's your she, opinion. She checked, she, she checked all three of the bo- at least three of the boxes when they hired her. Didn't it mean that she was qualified for the job, but she did, you know, check all three boxes. That's why she generally has no answers for the questions that are put before. So, you know, Biden. Biden is a. <laughs> Uh, you know what I think of Biden, but uh, today I seen on his uh, Instagram page. Okay, they put out that you know a list of his great accomplishments. Blah blah blah. Greatest. What was it? One of them was the fastest reduction of gas prices in history. Well, it was he also presided over the fastest increase in gas prices in history. <laughs> right? Well, you know, true, true. He did. And, and he says they're going down. Well, they're going up. <clears throat> You know, the cheap that I was down in Harrisburg yesterday, and I did see some gas there for uh, three thirty-five was the cheapest I saw. Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> but up here, it's what three three seventy-five to three eighty-nine. I've seen. So yeah, I, I don't want to hear his uh, little lies about that. And then he also said that he uh, greatest reduction in the deficit. I'm sorry. When there's when there's what. Thirty-one plus trillion dollars in debt. Okay, let's we analyze that. We haven't reduced that. the deficit. Okay, so how? I understand how they, you know, they lie and they put two sentences together <laughs> that don't belong together, and they say, okay, we have had the sharpest reduction in gas prices ever. Okay, I, I can see that, but how can you say in any way we've reduced the deficit? I, I'm they still can't. trying to figure that out. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't you have know, a that, balance. That's budget. what he said. Hmm. You know, well, he didn't say it. His people said it because he's not the one that's doing his Instagram page. But that was on his list of accomplishments. And I forget what the other one was. But, uh, you know, those were flat-out lies. Then he's saying touting the low unemployment rate. Okay, the unemployment rate's down to whatever it is. How many people aren't working because they don't want to or can't find it? Well, you shouldn't be able to can't find a job because there's lots of jobs out right. there. Right. We have a huge participation problem right now. Right. So... You know, when you when people quit looking and aren't participating, of course the numbers are going to go down. So he, he's touting that and bringing all these manufacturing jobs back. Um, I haven't really seen that, but hey, whatever. So and it, a lot of that was uh, coming back because of Trump policies and the tax breaks. You know, the tax cuts is what's bringing that. We lost. So, we you know, lost. He's going to take credit for it, and a lot of that was started before he ever came into office. 
I'm sorry, we lost Joe. As soon as you said Biden administration lower the deficit, Joe zoned out I on his laptop. Uh, well, he can't find it. <laughs> okay, Biden. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand that. But that, and he said that more than once in the past six months. That he's uh, you know okay. lowered the deficit. I think I heard half you know, a trillion dollars at one point. It almost makes which, me. It almost makes me wish Al Gore was back claiming credit go. for inventing the internet. You know, uh, that's about <laughs> as believable. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, that, that's the kind of stuff that's coming out of this administration. So, and, and as far as the, you know, they shot the spy satellite down, or this balloon, I'm sorry, not satellite, balloon, out over the water after it traversed the country, collecting whatever data it collected. Now, we'll never know. They may know what it was collecting. So there's rumors out there that maybe they were jamming whatever signal was coming off of that, sending information to wherever it was sending. But we don't know for sure because... How can we? And then they blow up the balloon and probably took out all the equipment so we can't gather up the equipment and see exactly what they did have on it so they could get their capabilities of doing it. No, now, think, why would well, you think, do something like I, that? I think what happened is they shot the hole in the balloon, and the balloon, the uh, package of uh, equipment detached from the balloon and fell into the ocean. You know, it would seem to me they could have found some way to just poke a couple of small holes in it so that it would have gradually come down. But we don't know what the balloon was filled with, you know, so. Right. I mean, well, for lighter than air, so it was either hydrogen or helium probably. You know, something along those lines would be a guess as far as the balloon goes. Isn't that what you normally use if you want to help the float? Well, hydrogen is flammable, isn't it? Yeah, but the Hindenburg... Yeah, well, you know, that's the what happened used to right. use that, and yeah. I understand that, but it's up there by itself. So, yeah, so it was probably helium. That would be my guess, since it didn't explode when it was hit. Hey, one of our good right. listeners sent us a clipping. This is from WhiteHouse.gov, and then it has their remarks in in capital letters added in here. Uh, <laughs> last year, by, well, they, they have to tell you what's really going on. The subtext is in caps. It says, now, first of all, President Biden said, my administration announced this year that the deficit fell by $1.4 trillion, the largest one-year drop in American history. And then in the, in the well, no, that's true. I mean, that's a true statement, because the year before, they approved the infrastructure package, which added to the deficit annually $1.4 trillion. That's a one and done. So this year we don't have the infrastructure package, so the deficit is down. Can you believe that? Because we didn't ridiculously overspend this year, just significantly overspending. That's We're, democratic reasoning, right. if I ever heard well, it. It's, it's every, everybody's doing I mean, well, you know, president. Yeah, Republicans. That's all smoke and mirrors. I mean, the Republicans do it, the Democrats right. yeah, do it. Yeah, President Trump so. added to the deficit every sure year he did. the debt, so there's no... Name me, one, name me anybody who was ever elected to office who said, folks, we got to tighten our belts, we got to really sacrifice. The closest with the, that that's come was John Kennedy when he said, ask not what you can do for your country, your country can do for you, but what you can do for well, your didn't country. didn't President Clinton have a couple of years where there was no deficit, that we had a balanced budget, and we were stayed within our means? I think he did have a balanced nah, budget. I don't think it was ever balanced. They said it was balanced out 10 years. Oh, okay. They, 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 they were playing the numbers game then, too. It was never actually balanced, but if they had stayed on the path that they were on, it would have been balanced, I believe, within 10 years, <laughs> which is everything's always 10 years out with all this right. stuff. You know, so... 
that's you know, because the president we'll, will be gone. Right. And that's because we'll forget 10 years from now, no one's going to say, hey, you remember 10 years ago they said we'd have a balanced budget? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's supposedly back in the 90s when New Gingrich and, them and, and the Republicans took over the House, that's what they were, were working towards. Right. And they had a budget. But everything was 10 years out, and if they had stayed on the path, which they never stay on the path because, <laughs> you know, it's not their money, so we're going to spend every freaking penny and want more that we don't have, so we're just going to print more, and the Federal Reserve will do it, and we'll borrow more. So, yeah, it's just, well, and it's natural, just a and circus even if, every day. And even if they were serious about it, natural disasters will come along, and someone will say, well, we've got to help the poor people in Podunk. Or a war. So, we're yeah, we, we've got to rebuild oh, oh, their oh, homes, and we've oh. got to spend trillions of dollars to fix that up again. Or, or a Chinese virus released upon the world. You know, how many trillions of dollars have we spent on the COVID relief? Quite a bit. Yeah, Three, right. four billion, trillion dollars. And I'd really like to know, because we'll never be told the true facts of that, how much that money went to actual COVID relief and how much of it went to pork barrel spending to preferred constituencies. All right. All right. We got because you, you know it all didn't go to COVID. Thank you, Stan. All right. Have a great one. Yeah, right. thank you. Thank you for oh, sharing gosh, your anger with us this morning. It went to a thousand <laughs> other things. Yeah, one of our listeners sends us a Wikipedia citation. Do they have a liberal lean, do you know? I don't know. It says, never... it says President Clinton had budget... Well, this is all Wikipedia verbatim. It says President Clinton had budget surpluses for fiscal years 1988... Or 98 and 99, 2000 and The only such <laughs> years from 1970 to 2023... Uh, Clinton's final four budgets were balanced budget with surpluses beginning in the 1997 budget. The ratio of debt held by the public to GDP, a primary measure of U.S. federal debt, fell from 4.7 percent or 47 percent in 1993 to 33% by 2000. Doesn't say anything about the 10-year projection, but I think that's maybe how they actually do the calculations. But anyway, yes, yeah, you know so what's so, so balanced budgets. They all we it have can under. be done. In Pennsylvania, and I'm sure most states, we're required, municipalities are required to have a balanced budget. We're not allowed to deficit spend. Right, you can't do magic and say, okay, well, we'll get get more money in the year or during the year. And look who doesn't do that, the people that told us we had to. Oh, the federal government. You know, it's not do as I do, it's do as I say. Is it a state law or federal law that municipalities have to have? I think it's this federal law. I doubt it. Why would they care if you have a balanced budget or not? It's probably a state law. Where they also have a balanced budget, I will add. Right, but they don't. Well, they, yeah, they get around it with bond issues and borrowing and so Right. Okay. Hey, uh, Gene Yaw is probably already in the building. He's going to be here. He's taking a tour of the central Susquehanna Valley. He's making a lot of media tours today, so don't be surprised to read an article about him in the Standard Journal or News Item or Daily Item tomorrow. He's also going to be on WKOK coming up at 9.06, and uh, we're going to dig into some of the big issues uh, statewide, including the least of which is the uh, House, uh, not his chamber, but the uh, lower chamber just can't seem to uh, get their act together. We would very much love to hear from you. We have uh, time for calls. It's Actually, it is a state. The state cannot spend more than its income. It requires a balanced budget. The projected receipts and expenditures of the government must intersect. Right. I got you. Okay. All right. 57074. But they don't. I mean, it's, someone should listen to the preaching. They're not preaching to themselves. Right. 570-743-9565 our telephone number. Uh, you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM.
Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6. 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Gene Shaw is going to join us at 906 uh, this Gino? I thought you said Shaw. Oh, did I? Okay. Well, <laughs> you Gene did. Shaw, okay. famous actor. Good old Gene Shaw's here with Famous us. <laughs> actor. I might as well turn his mic on. He's in here. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah, called Gene a, Shaw. Called him a congressman. Noted Gene actor Shaw. is going to be here. Uh, I'm worried about you. I think you're having some serious health issues. Oh, look at you, says the man who's... He can't even remember Bob Belfonte's name. I re- I'm the one that gave it to you, brother. Yeah, after right. 20 minutes. No, well, at least <laughs> I remembered it. Your Googler is slipping. Uh, Charlie uh, says... Gentlemen, keep in mind that there's a difference between the debt and the deficit. Thank and you. And people frequently talk about the two different deficits, the trade deficit and the budget deficit. It sounds like you were conflating the budget deficit and the debt. Yeah, I think we do that sometimes. But thank you, Charlie. He keeps us straight. He reminds us all the time. The debt is this accumulated pot of money that we borrowed, and that's, what, $44 trillion now. And that deficits are how much the budget, our multi-trillion dollar annual budget, doesn't have enough funding. Right. To fund itself. And uh, so. Hence, we borrow more. Right. So President Biden says, well, last year we ridiculously overspent $1.4 trillion. And this year we're only ridiculously overspending about $500 billion. So technically, I've brought down the deficit. <laughs> this is like, honey, uh, we're going to live in a very large doghouse because I mismanaled, all, mishandled all of your money. Well, it was like a few years ago when that federal money came out and uh, Governor, I think it was Governor Rand- Dell spent $1 billion on education the next year. That money was gone, and everybody was coming down to Governor Corbett for cutting back on education <laughs> well, funding. He didn't know. have the luxury of having a spare billion dollars floating around. Well, there's more Democrats in the state, so we, we, got, to, we got to control the narrative on that particular <laughs> one. Well, I think Governor Corbett was very badly served by the people of this state. He did a wonderful job, and if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have the Central Susquehanna Valley Throughway project. He wanted to have an infrastructure bill. He got it. Gene, what did Corbett do wrong? My, my, th- he said he did a super job, but was n- not really appreciated by the people. I just say that uh, people like to be talked to regularly by their governor, yeah. and uh, Corbett stayed in office most of the time. What's your view on that? What did, what did no, he... I think that that's a good observation. Uh, that he did not go out and mingle with the people. He, w- I think, he was uncomfortable doing that. Uh, some people are like to be around people and talk to them, and uh, I don't think that uh, you know, Governor Corbett, really, that wasn't his thing. He was a prosecutor. Prosecutors uh, uh, operate differently. 
Well, he, uh, he spoke to the State Association of Broadcasters when he was first elected, and he said, I'm not my predecessor. I'm not Governor Rendell. You won't find me out, you know, walking all over the place. I'm going to be in my office working. And he, he did. He worked. Yeah, witness the fact that I've never been in the same room as Governor Corbett. You know, and all the other governors uh, we have, Governor Rendell came here for an interview one day, and uh, um, some of the other governors have been around, too. Well, they've all been around this region. Well, nobody was more gregarious and outgoing than Ed Rendell. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, he's the rumor, no time in the the rumor was if you wanted to go out and have a beer in Harrisburg, Rendell was the guy to go with. Yeah, okay. I believe it. And you, how would you find him? Just go from bar to bar? Uh, <laughs> apparently, it was not hard to find. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to wrap up. The old Senate bar. <laughs> We're going to wrap up this particular segment of our On the Mark program. Then we'll uh, be officially joined at 9.06 by State Senator Gene Yaw is here. We're going to ask him about funding state police, releasing, re- replacing the lost gas tax because of hybrid and EV vehicles, broadband utility repeal, transgender wish women's sports, bridge tolling, <laughs> abortion, gun control, death penalty, automatic pay raises. You're writing all this down? <laughs> am I staying? No, I just, <laughs> am I going to be here all day? This is every topic we've ever talked about in, related to Harrisburg is what that is on the right-hand side of the screen. Mark's a list maker, Gene. You can flip that <laughs> monitor around so he can see that. Yeah, turn it on first. You want to make another list during the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We won't get to all those. But I think we can talk about the impasse in the state house and uh, this marijuana conversation keeps coming up. I'm not sure Republicans are doing it, but it's going to be easy money for the uh, state to get the revenue, so legalizing pot. We had an advocate here the other week uh, on the news line about two or three Fridays ago uh, to legalize all drugs and taxate. You know, legalize and taxation is the way to control them, and then if you get somebody that gets hooked on them, uh, then you deal with yeah, them why don't we legalize the usual way. bank robbery, too, but they have to kick back 25% of what they steal <laughs> to the state. <laughs> legalize and tax. <laughs> bank robbery. Let's tax everything. I'm not sure that's exactly the same thing. But, hey, who knows? All right, well, we thanks everybody for listening to the first segment of our show on the mark sponsor for the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, we're going to start out without the open phones during the first 10 minutes of our interview with uh, Senator Yaw, and then we'll open up the phone lines, and when that happens, it'll be 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can always email us your questions for the senator at on the mark at wkok.com and you can text us at 70236 always include the keyword otm you are listening to on the mark it's on news radio 1070 wkok sunbury wkok news time it is 9 a.m time for cbs news News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I am Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. He's a good conservative. And we're glad to say we got a guest on board our program today. Gene Yaws here, state senator in the reconfigured uh, 23rd district. Are you even in your district right at the moment? 
Uh, I think you're out of your area. I, I'm not in my district right now. Yeah, you're in Union Township. Uh, or no, you're in Monroe Township, Snyder County, and Union Townships. So Union County's right across the road, but uh, all of which is uh, below your district right at the moment. So Gene Yaw is here visiting our area. I'm visiting, right? <laughs> outside, outside the uh, 23rd You're one of them district. foreigners come in here. Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so we're glad he's on board. Our On the Mark program is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. As our show progresses, uh, we will open up the phone lines. In the meantime, if you have a question for the senator, you can send it to, to us uh, via email at onthemark.wkok.com. And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Let's talk about this impasse in the state. House. They're still not back to business. We understand Mark Rossi is back in Harrisburg, so I don't know if that's relief to anybody or not. Although I noticed on his speaking tour press releases, he said he saw a true cross-section of Pennsylvanians because he went to Philadelphia State College, Pittsburgh, and and what was the other city? Uh, Wilkes-Barre. I thought, well, that's, that is hardly a cross-section, unless, of course, you want to see a lot of Democrats. But, well, I mean, that's, you know, that's it wouldn't you would only see about one-third Republicans in each of those cities. But, of course, he's from Berks County, which is probably a, uh, probably the rural areas, at least, anyway, are um, uh, Republican. But, anyway, this impasse in the House, Unprecedented, uh, uh, vexing in any way to you as a state senator? It is, and and I'm sure it is to the governor also because the the, uh, the, the you know the governor can't accomplish uh, what he really wants to do, and I think that that's important. Uh, some of the the comments about the, this listening tour, I never heard of a leader. And just you know, the whole the whole idea of leadership is don't you make decisions and go forward and <laughs> you know rather than fly the flag and say you know what do all you all think about this and what am I doing wrong or whatever I I don't know I I just think that being a leader is different now there are some issues that he has exhibited leadership uh, 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 tendencies and that is he changed the locks on all the doors <laughs> <laughs> and my understanding is he changed the locks in the Senate chamber that and will not open the Senate chamber so somebody can't sneak in and have a get a quorum and elect a new speaker. Well, I know one of the things he said he learned out there was that people are, believe it or not, he said people are upset about the rules where individual committee chairs can block legislation. And I think that is a big issue. I don't have any problem with that. We've talked about it on the show. But that is not something a layperson says. I'm sorry. No, no, it's not. Most of the people, I, I mean, I uh, don't understand the intricacies of how legislation or what what goes on now. How Harrisburg really works, Joe. What do you What do you know? Well, no, I think that it's interesting that we've hit that point down there, and and you know the Republicans, I guess, who voted for him, maybe having some buyer's remorse at this point, big time. Yeah, and so what's going to happen? Uh, these special elections are going to come up. There are what two of them in a Democrat, heavily Democratic areas there today. So probably it's going to confirm the fact that the Democrats are in control of the House. Mm-hmm. Do you think there'll be any move on their part to undo what was done with Republican support? Uh, I no, I don't think so. Uh, because Rossi had originally said that he was going to change, uh, resign as a Democrat and become an independent, and then he changed his mind and said, "No, I'm going to be a Democrat." Um, I I don't think he's going to change, uh, and I think that. Uh, 
the Democrats are going to be in charge. Uh, like I said initially, if I were the governor, I would be angry with the, them to say, you, you have to get organized. I need both houses or things. That, and Governor Shapiro has indicated he really wants to move some things and do things differently than what happened in the Wolf administration. And uh, he's got to be frustrated with what's gone on. So basically what they're doing right now is holding up business until they actually get a Democratic majority. That, that's correct. Uh, we, we were supposed to be in session uh, three weeks this month, and we haven't been. Why? We pass bills, and where do we send them? We don't even know where <laughs> to send them. They don't have committee chairs named, or so we don't know who's in charge of anything. Well, did they actually swear in the new members? The current the members house, were, but I don't know any any of the new ones that are elected. I mean, people were joking about it, like going around Harrisburg with a mirror holding it under everybody's <laughs> nose to see whether, you know, if, <laughs> and, what, and reading the obituaries to see who died and whether they were Republican <laughs> or Democrat because there would be a special election, which could change the makeup and who the speaker is. Don't, I, don't you just have to deal with what's in front of you now? Uh, yes, I think so. Absolutely. But that's not what they're doing. Not yet. They're waiting. And the uh, Senate's not voting either? Or oh, you guys are in session or not in session? We're not in session. Okay. We cancel. We were supposed to be in session because what do we do? Where do we send the bills? Okay. Well, why don't you stack them up and let them come back and then they have a backlog? Well, there is that idea. Okay. But, you know, everybody went back home and, you know, I'm... I'm gives me the opportunity to do programs like this. Right. What about Governor Shapiro? Isn't he pounding on the doors of the Democrats and saying, hey, let's get started here? Call the locksmith. Uh, I, 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 Call the locksmith, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know for sure. I, I would hope so. I mean, uh, uh, some of the things that Governor Shapiro has done so far, I, I, I mean, I, I'm very encouraged by uh, where he's gone. What yeah, are I, his legislative priorities? Uh, and it, do the Republicans agree or disagree with any of them? Well, a couple of things that he has mentioned that he mentioned about drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I've I actually worked with him about the heroin, opioid, fentanyl problem uh, about this time a year ago. We actually, through the Center for Rural Pennsylvania, we had a hearing and he uh, was one of their part- participants in it. And at one point we did a traveling roadshow, I remember, in Bradford County. So, uh, that's an issue with him. Uh, I saw uh, the governor on uh, Fox News, of all, I, I know, <laughs> Democrat on Fox News, I got it. They have a little balance. <laughs> it's just a tiny bit. Yeah, but uh, he w- he was very good, and the reporters were very, I, I think, uh, appreciative of his comments. And, you know, he talked, like I said, he talked about the drugs. And the other issue that uh, he did by executive order was eliminate the paper requirement for a college degree for some 60,000 jobs in the state where, you know, it's one of those things when you're doing the, the criteria for a job, you put a college degree required. Well, why? You know, do you need to know if, if you want somebody to fix your computer, do you care whether they had philosophy? <laughs> I, I mean, not I, really. Yeah, no, I. It, so I think that that's where his head is. And I, somebody, 
uh, sent me an email and said, well, you know, we've had engineers and they're required to have college degree. Well, I don't think he meant that if you're a professional, a lawyer, an engineer or something, we're going <laughs> to eliminate engineer. <laughs> Well, you used to be able to read law, Gene, and yeah, I, get I, a license. That was a long time <laughs> ago. Still yeah, right. I, didn't, uh, I didn't do it that way. You still have your law license? I do. Um, what about uh, Governor Shapiro is uh, mentioned on lists of people who w- want to be president? You know, the, the, Isn't it a little early you, for that? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying Washington Post has him on the list of the yes. top ten candidates. Yes. Top ten. Which, which I think is good for Pennsylvania because in order to be on that list, you have to make things work in a major state, in a major energy state. I think that that looks good for Pennsylvania. I mean, he has to compromise. Uh, and I know that uh, a lot of people on his transition team, he had people on his transition team from uh, the Rendell administration. He had some from the Corbett administration. Um, he's kept some of the, the uh, good people from the Wolf administration, I think. So I, I really think that compromise is something that uh, he's looking at. And, and if you look at the way her government's organized, it's based on compromise. So, hey, here's, oh. here's a novel thought. But he hasn't announced who his sponsors were for his inauguration. <laughs> no, yeah, there was too much PA. money involved. That was secret. <laughs> Spotlight PA is dogging him. What about Reggie? Did he say it's, you mentioned energy? It, where's what's his view on that? I don't know the answer to this. So. Well, I I had a meeting with his uh, uh, new appointee uh, for DEP secretary, and we brought up Reggie, and his comment was the governor is not uh, as aggressive towards Reggie as the Wolf administration. Now he hasn't said he's just going to deep six it, but. Uh, yeah, the bottom line, and and uh, the uh, nominee uh, Rich Negro uh, said uh, that uh, uh, there's virtually no environmental benefit to Reggie. Hmm. So, I mean, I think that that's a you know a real plus to the idea that uh, this it's it, it's a bad idea. It hurts Pennsylvania, and it hurts Pennsylvania jobs. Yeah, I think we had that conversation. One of our listeners sends a note, says, are the constitutional amendments that were tabled because of the lack of action in Harrisburg going to be in the ballot? Are any going to be on the primary ballot? And I'll ask an add-on to that. Can the sexual assault window one, could that be added on the fall ballot (laughs) instead? Uh, uh, the answer is we no. They cannot be on uh, none. Of the them. short answer is that they won't be on the fall ballot. If oh, okay. it it depends. That right now, they're all three of them are together in Senate Bill One. Uh, you know, voter ID, the the sexual assault uh, window, and regulatory uh, reform. That's all part of it. And the Senate did what we had to do. We sent it to the House. They're not in session. They they missed the deadline. Uh, so, so that w- deadline's passed because it's it, passed, it, it, it's not passed. just for the spring primary, but for the fall, too. We couldn't do it in the fall because the way that the amendment is right now, uh, it had to be in a, in, at a primary. So the only thing that could possibly be done, if the House goes back into session and then they pass it, it could be on the primary 
in 2024. Wow. I'd like to go back a minute, if I may, to the, the, the gridlock down there in Harrisburg. If the Republicans, you know, if they, if they opened up the doors and they uh, changed the locks, let everybody back in, is there some reason to believe that the Republicans wouldn't act responsibly toward the fact that, that, that uh, this is the way the new reality is going to be? I mean, is, what, is, what are they afraid of, Gene? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, remember, there is a uh, contingent of the Republicans uh, called the Freedom Caucus. And, uh, you know, I mean, they have their beliefs, and their be- beliefs are very strong. And they think that by voting as a block against a lot of things, that that's the way to do it. And so I think that... If they vote as a block, they can really stop a lot of the things going forward. And so I, I don't know. I, I mean, I really think that uh, uh, we need to take a, an adult look at what compromises. But with the Republicans controlling the Senate, it would be blocked anyway if it was bad legislation or if it was Republicans thought yeah, it was bad. Well, you know, the Republicans in the Senate, we have the reputation of being the liberals and, you know, the state legislature is the Republicans and everything. Yes, I, I mean, that, that that's true. We would do it. Um, that's why when I first went in the Senate, uh, we had a, a Democratic House and a Republican Senate and a Democratic governor. Same situation we have right now. But Governor Rendell, it was like, let's make a deal. You, right. you remember him. I mean, when, oh, he, yeah. when he came up here to talk about the CSVT. Yep. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm going to promise all this money and everything. He's going to flex it, it. I love he flexed money. Yeah, flexed <laughs> repurpose, I right, think, is repurpose. what it was. And he, uh, but he had the reputation of, like, Joe, you need something? Fine, I'll help you. But I need something over here. It's like, let's make a deal. And I think that maybe we need to get back to that, frankly. That's how government is supposed to work. But in this case, you would think the governor, admittedly he's brand new, but you think he'd be taking the lead and trying to... Uh, yeah, I, I do not know what he's doing behind the scenes. I, and I haven't read anything or any news reports of whether he's been contacting these people. or uh, I, I, I don't know. Are you more covered by the media now than before? I think of Pennsylvania Capitol Star and the Center Square, and of course the Penn Live is working down there. Now AP has less of a presence in Harrisburg. Are you covered more these days? I mean, Spotlight seems to really dog you guys. I don't know. I I mean, I don't consider dogging. If they want to know what I'm doing, fine. Uh, you know, I, well, they want to know the governor's donors for his <laughs> inauguration. That's what they want to know. And, and I really don't. I'm not interested in that. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> go. On. Right. It's the moving on syndrome. It happens. Whatever. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. But we're so glad to say State Senator Gene Yaw is here. State Senator in the 23rd District out of Loyal Sock Township, Lacoma County. Uh, we talked about the impasse in the House and the new governor and energy a little bit and those constitutional referenda that are now officially dead. And so that's the end of them. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll ask him about when will Linda Schlegel-Culver be sworn in. Maybe he knows that answer. Also, there's more people talking about legalizing and taxing pot and other drugs, so maybe we should bring that up. Plus, maybe we get some other form of voter ID conversation going if it's not going to be in the form of a referenda. We'll open up the phone 
lines. You can call 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, Gene Yaw is here. If you have a question for him, call us now, 570-743-9565. Lynn Hall is our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. We appreciate her. Uh, you can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There's a, the old famous quotation from the supermarket, clean up on Al 5. There's some cleanup to be done in Harrisburg, particularly... Uh, with the Turnpike Commission. How much longer can we let that go? And the fact that the PennDOT has to contribute so much money to the state police, we need to get our fiscal house in order, don't we? We do. Uh, There are things wrong. I mean, I think that the Turnpike Commission has done a better job in recent years. Uh, Remember, uh, they've been tarred with this, uh, the remnants of... Interstate 80, tolling Interstate 80 when the law was passed. That I forget how much money they had to contribute every year. Uh, comes out, out of the Turnpike Commission to uh, uh, the general fund. It, it, it's like, I don't know, four or five hundred million dollars. Well, okay, we're taking that money from them rather than look at a tax increase or where are we going to get the money from the in, in, into the general fund the same as with the state police a long time ago the, the you know the motor vehicle license fund that was oh there's this money there and we can take that to solve this problem and we don't and we can say then we didn't raise taxes I, I'm, I'm talking about 15 years ago or more when when this, this idea started. Well, that slowly kept eating away to the point where it, a couple of years ago, the state police budget was almost a billion dollars. And, and road contractors said, wait a minute, that's money that could be used for repairing the roads and bridges throughout the state. Well, we slowly cut that back, but we've got to backfill that reduction some way, and it's going to come out of the general fund. Well, people keep talking about Pennsylvania having the highest gas tax, but we get something in return for that amount of money. Uh, you know, are you confident that PennDOT is being a, a reasonable and uh, steward of our tax dollars when it comes to construction and things? No. No? Okay. Now, I, we were talking about that, and, and I think that some of the things that we've been doing or PennDOT's been doing are like icing on the cake type things. And I'll, uh, how many... 
of these sound barrier projects have you seen recently? I, I think that the, every time I go like to Philadelphia, there's more and more of them springing up along the interstate roadways. Well, Turnpike. And, and, yeah, you're right about that. Everybody and has one now. <laughs> and, and it's like, where's that money coming from? And the road has been there for, how long has the turnpike been there? Uh, 1930s. You know, yeah, well, 80, 90 years, yeah. and all of a sudden we have, a, have to put up a sound barrier. Well, that's money that would have gone for something else. And so I don't think we're prioritizing the use of, PennDOT is really prioritizing the use of the money that they have. Now, you talk about the gas tax. Right. We have a high gas tax, and the last gas tax, I voted for it. Why? Because that's what guaranteed the funding for the CSVT. Right. And that's turned out at the time, it was uh, uh, anticipated to be a $600 million project. It's <laughs> what? It's $900 million. $900 million, million yep. It, almost a billion dollars. And I look at like, okay, I voted for the gas tax. It's brought $900 billion construction project into part in, partly in my district and into the area. And, I, and it's going to change the transportation here. Uh, it could change housing, everything, uh, yep. and business, and everything. So I thought that that was a good, a good choice. There's well, when I first for sound barriers <laughs> here, by the way, since you mentioned the CSVT, yeah. some folks want. <laughs> when I first got barrier. involved with the project, the estimate was three hundred twenty million. Uh, wow. <laughs> so you know, cost of delay, uh, but you know the sound barriers. Uh, I, I know PennDOT has been very, uh, very good about uh, working with people in the neighborhoods yeah. to try and make sure that if they want them or don't want them, and what what they look like, but they have a specific criteria for the erection of them, and I'm sure that criteria didn't exist when the turnpike was originally... I, I, I think that's probably true, but it's it's just an added expense. It's something that was not anticipated and, you know, if you're putting up a wall along the road, you're not paving the road or concreting or whatever, and that's that's the issue. I mean, what how are we going to prioritize them? And I think that they're not being prioritized efficiently. My lovely bride went down to Harrisburg recently. They were power washing the the sound barriers. So not only are they an expense to put up, but some they, they clean them from time to time. Why were they cleaning them? I mean, is that offensive? To, I don't know. I when you they, look at them, I guess they got exhaust on them or something. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of revenue, uh, legalizing pot keeps coming back up. There, I saw AP said there's a, one of the Philadelphia Democrats says he's going to uh, he issued a memo says they can't actually introduce. Any legislation uh, he issued a memo saying he's going to introduce legislation legalizing pot, taxing it. Your view on that? Uh, I'm never going to say never. I mean, I started off. Uh, uh, remember, with medical marijuana, I was against it, and uh, I ended up uh, after listening to people and all the arguments for it, I voted for it. Uh, I kind of feel the same way uh, about recreational marijuana. Uh, I think it's probably coming. Uh, it actually, in the last session, one of my colleagues uh, in the Republican uh, senator introduced a bill to legalize it. 
So it's it's out there, and I know that he he said it's there. Why why, why don't we uh, be proactive and you know get ahead of it? Maybe we could use the funding to fund state police. We could use the funding sort of to fund, fund state police. There's a <laughs> lot of projects out there that we need. We're going to need funding for because uh, all the rescue funds that went into last year's budget. Uh, are going to disappear in a, in a couple of years, and we need to find a funding stream for it. I mean, it, it, you know, there's no free lunch, and somewhere we have to fund it. Yeah, Joe always talks about the fact this is the wrong reason to legalize something because you're out of money, whether it's gambling. What was the other? There was another thing we legalized. Uh, maybe, maybe it's probably punch boards or something, but small uh, games of chance. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're thinking? It's the wrong reason to legalize something because we're out of money. Well, I don't know. Why else do you legalize it if you don't want the money? I think funding government on the backs of gamblers is probably go. poor public policy, but that's just my opinion. Well, if they're going to gamble anyway, though, why not take advantage of it? I bet you five bucks we could stop them. <laughs> there, we there we go. Okay. Well, and there's also, we, we have one fellow who calls in this, Howard Wooldridge, the uh, former police officer detective, says you should really legalize all drugs. If you end up with addicts and too many people using them or they get in the hands of young people, then you should treat that. But legalize and tax all drugs, heroin, cocaine, everything. Uh, yeah, well, might I, be a bridge I, too far. I, I'm definitely not going to go that far. Yeah, okay. and how about alcohol for children? Well, no, none, zero <laughs> for children. You know, make it 21 and up. But uh, there were ads years ago touting the benefits of beer for babies. You know, I don't think we want to get back to that, do we? Okay. And cocaine and soft drinks. I mean, it just doesn't seem like a very good idea to me. My experience in way, way, way back, uh, you know, long, long time ago, is like seeing beer, beer for babies. Have babies like beer? There is something about the taste and the nutrients in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but today we got light beer, so maybe they wouldn't get as much benefit from them. Nah, but I don't know. You might like Guinness or something like that. Well, we had moving on. We've had a couple. Of, yeah, moving on. We've had a couple of people talk about this impasse in Harrisburg, and they've said, you know, if this is if we can get by without these people working down there, without them doing anything, do we really need a full time legislature? You know, in effect, what we have is a part time house now. Shouldn't that be the way we go? Well, I mean that comes up all the time. I, I mean, I'm I'm out here. We're out and about. Uh, I I just don't. What people don't understand is when I go to Harrisburg, uh, I'm there. But when when I really work and I see more people is when I'm back home. Uh, you know, the next couple of days, I, I'm on the road. Uh, I, I have a couple of interviews uh, uh, today. Uh, tomorrow, I, I know I start off. I think in Mansfield. Um, it, it that's what people expect of you to. And if we were not full time, I don't think you do things like that. Unless, uh, and I've raised this question in the legislature when people complain about what we get paid. Well. Okay, the alternative then is, my thought is, let's eliminate all salaries for all 
uh, legislators. That way, only people who were very wealthy could afford to do it. And that's, if you look at, I hear these stories, well, our founding fathers. Well, look at Washington and Jefferson and all those people. The reason they were in government is because they were wealthy enough to be able to do that. And, you know, I, 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 I kind of kiddingly say, okay, let's eliminate all the salaries for everybody. And, you know, but the problem is if you don't get good people down there, then I'm, I, I'm worried about what the bureaucrats and the power of the bureaucrats that are there. I refer to these people as weebies. We be here long after you're gone. <laughs> and I, I mentioned that I mentioned that to the, uh, uh, the the secretary of DEP appointee, and I said, you know, he, he told me he wants to change the culture of DEP, and I think that they need a culture change. But I said, remember, you're going to run into the Weebies, and they're going to say, okay, fine, we're, we're here, we'll, we'll do what this guy, in, in four years or eight years, he's going to be gone, and we'll, we'll still be here. We be here long after you're gone. <laughs> well, if, if you know, I don't have a problem with the money because I realize how hard you guys work, and I've often said that uh, my observation of working with you and others, uh, state senators and representatives, your life really isn't your own. You're expected to be at every event, uh, to buy every raffle ticket, to attend every Boy Scout, uh, Eagle Scout presentation. So you, I'm not doubting how hard you work. But then the the question that raises itself after that is, are there too many of you? We, there have been studies done that the uh, size of the Senate is, uh, according to all the studies, is about accurate. That's where it should be. 51? 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. 51. I failed civics. <laughs> 20, well, I'm 26. Me, uh, you know who's, who than messed me up? <laughs> Fred Keller used to say 203. Fifty one. Fifty one. And that's what one. you. That's what you need to get things done. So I, you I need added the you, one. You need one hundred and twenty nine in Harrisburg. Oh, okay, to get but to get your uh, house. Uh, the, the comment about the house. The house is is too big. In the studies I've seen, uh, indicate it should be reduced uh, to somewhere around one hundred and fifty. About Step three times the size of the Senate. Right, right, right now, it's four times the size of the Senate. Can you stay another segment? I can say really? Okay, second. we're going to do that. We've got at least five more minutes with uh, Senator Yaw. Call us now if you have a question for him, 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I... I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of 
of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 570-743-9565. If you have a question for Senator Yaw, you can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com as well. Joe? What are your priorities, Gene? This you know, what committees you're on, what what kind of things you're working on once you know, things get into full swing? Uh, I basically have the uh, same committees I had uh, in, in the last session. I'm chair of the uh, um, Environmental Resources and Energy Committee. I'm uh, on the Ag Committee. I'm on uh, Banking and Insurance, uh, Judiciary. I think I'm still Vice Chair of Judiciary. Um, uh, Rules, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Rules, and executive nominations, uh, community and economic uh, or recreational development. I'm on the policy committee, so those are the ones I, I I think I hit them all. And what what would you like to see in terms of legislation? Anything in particular you want to work on? Yeah, I I, I mean I have some many bills across the board. Uh, I have a, a opioid bill that we want to limit the. Uh, uh, prescriptions across the board to no more than seven days. We have a bill uh, that uh, relates to the bonding of uh, solar arrays. I, I, we've got to do something with that because it, otherwise uh, people may end up getting stuck with disposal. Uh, we have an energy choice bill similar to the one that we did last year which went through the uh, House and the Senate. Uh, but was vetoed by the governor. Uh, we have the implementation of our uh, Ag uh, Conservation Assistance Program. So we, we we just have a lot of things going on. One of the things that we've, we've chatted about uh, from the energy point of view is the reliability of the electric grid and everything that goes with that in the PJM, Pennsylvania, Jersey, Maryland, uh, distribution system, which is... Uh, it's it's critical, and we hear more about that, whether we're talking about California or what happened in Texas or what happened here in Pennsylvania around Christmas time when they started talking about uh, the need for rolling blackouts. So that's something that we really need to, to, to address. We're working on an LNG project uh, uh, through the uh, our, our committee, uh, assisting with the uh, looking at the LNG task force, liquefied natural gas, liquefied natural gas uh, to establish a, uh, an export facility in in uh, the Philadelphia area. One of our listeners, Joe, upper right-hand corner, please. Says, I'm a Democrat who votes for the best candidate. I would vote for Mr. Yaw any day of the week because I vote for people who have common sense. I have been privileged to not only hear him but see him at functions. If everyone was like Senator Yaw, our government would be a whole different animal. <laughs> One of your fans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. We just try. I, you know, I tell people, and when I talk about my staff and everything, I have a great staff that, that helps me. I say, we try, and that's that's what we can do. Uh, what about swearing in Linda Schlegel Culver? If you're not in session, how will that happen? We're scheduled to be in session. I think it's the 27th of uh, February, and I, I'm assuming that that's when we will 
Let's swear her in. All right. And now we were off mic, and when I Googled when did Pennsylvania ever have rolling blackouts, you both laughed at me. Both 80-year-olds yeah. in the building <laughs> laughed at me. Yeah, I don't think Gene's okay. that old. So you're 79, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, his birthday's yeah. Well, coming right same, up. Yeah. We're the same age then. Yeah. Okay. His birthday's coming right up. You've known this for some time, but you forgot. Well, I, I, will, think Gene, I, I think of Gene as being much younger than I am. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people do. So, okay. Yeah, I forget this stuff, but I take the game. But anyway, you guys <laughs> laughed at me when I Googled this, but as soon as you needed to know your committees, okay. your memory stepped in to your immediate right. Matt Wise, your good assistant, mm-hmm. is with you and gave you the rest of the list. So I'm not going to laugh, but I'm just saying nobody remembers everything around here. Uh, voter ID was one of the things that was in this referendum package that doesn't yeah. look like it's going to yes. make it. Can you come up with something else? I, I want voter ID, but I want to make sure that everybody can get an ID. Oh, you you hit on a real subject. But that that's I, the sticking point. Yeah, but no, the, the, the getting an ID, and I, I'm in the process of I'm not sure whether we we've released it yet. I did an op-ed piece on this, and do you know anybody that doesn't have an ID? Now, I I don't expect you to answer this, but my question has been: Do you know somebody? I don't. And if you do, and you're a, an elected official, or if you just are a friend, don't you have an obligation to help that person sure. get an ID? And if you don't want to help them, then send them to our office, and we'll help them get an ID. You need an ID. We made a list of things that you need an ID for. Oh, by the way, Governor Shapiro, his inauguration, you know how you gained access? <laughs> you show your ID. You had to have a photo ID. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. The, that's the doers and viewers of Harrisburg. That's not the normal crowd. But you would have to know in Lycoming County there are individuals who don't have an ID. Tell me, who are they? Well, there's people with special needs who are still permitted to vote. They're still citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have people in rural communities. How do you know they don't have IDs? Yeah, my guess is they have an ID because most welfare benefits you need an ID. Uh, well, for the, the fact is that there are people, you know, I, I think who? I think you're <laughs> who Mark okay. people who are mental health consumers. This I know for a fact. Uh, we we did this with uh, on our show. We mentioned people who uh, whose elderly parents didn't have the right form of ID. Okay, and you know couldn't produce the birth certificates of their parents or whatever to get a real ID. These these kind of things. I know you laugh this off. You think it's funny, but it, honestly, there are I a lot don't of people think it's funny. I think it's serious. You can't get it, and, and the fact that you're willing to have a discussion about who can see that is a new change that's really worth it because I think there are people that can't get an ID, and as long as we're but having the conversation, if you were guessing, what percentage of those people are there? Is it ten percent, five percent, one percent? Don't can't get an ID that don't have one. I would think it would have to be smaller. I would like to five, uh, but uh, I don't have facts on that. You know, I appreciate your comments about that. There are people out there, and it, it, and I don't question that. Perhaps there are. Tell us who I I get these form emails. I love form emails. It means the person isn't smart enough to think their own way, and they just you know send it out. But that there are going to be. Thousands and thousands of persons disenfranchised. Well, that means if they're disenfranchised, they must be voting to start with. Right. So, uh, wait a minute. They're already voting or they're doing something. They're doing a mail-in ballot or they're going to the polls. So, they're not, like, living in a cave. 
So who are they if if they need some kind of an ID? We'll help. Yeah, maybe now the familiarity quotient is a factor. You know, you have folks that are at the polling places that have been there for years and know them. That may be one way that they get in now. And, well, of course, there were signature right. matches. That doesn't yeah, hurt anything. It, it, right. I would like, if these people would come to us, and, and, and like I said, I challenge every elected official, you know, like, help people. You know, bring what are the issues out there that people can't, rather than just say, you know, well, this doesn't happen. Well, tell me why. What what happens? What's the problem? What what can we fix? Right. Yeah, I've been on human service advisory boards where this comes up, where they have a great deal of difficulty getting uh, ID, real ID for people. Anything else you want to add before we dismiss you once and for all? <laughs> Dismissing? Wow. Sounds like we're somebody here. We're not holding you prisoner, Gene. <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoyed the conversation. I always do. I think it's a, you know, it, it, it's a challenge in, uh, to come here and be picked on, and and that's okay. Picked on? Huh? Off, Mike. If I were picking on you, I'd say, is there any truth to the rumor you're going to be supporting radar for municipal oh, police? No. <laughs> or, <laughs> Never mind. Don't we, answer. We, I'm only kidding. Bring up your grandfather syndrome thing again. So, that was off mic. Thank you. Thank you oh, so no, much. Thank you both nice so team. much for coming in today. Very much appreciated. No, thank you, and Matt. Matt, thanks for bringing Matt. him around. Uh, we will be right back with a brief segment of Open Phone. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, we have a caller waiting. He's been very patient. Uh, Dale, you're on the mark. Thank you for calling in. These guys are getting as bad as Dave Media. I just want to say, as what you know, media? Who? What? Who are we? We're getting as bad as what media? State media. State media? Yeah, every channel you turn on, all state media. Oh, state media, like state-run media, like Russia. Okay, yeah, I got okay. you. Not country, state. I got because, you. Uh, Thank you. If you look at look, if you look at. Uh, last two presidents, we had the most corrupt businessman in American history. Now we have the most corrupt politician in American history. So I just want to ask you, you know, was Trump talking, uh, you know, who's finding out who the nationalists are so the globalists can attack them? Because that's where we're at now. Biden's protecting the billionaires from getting taxed. So, I mean, they're both on the same page. I hate to tell you, but Biden is talking about taxing the billionaires. He wants them to pay their fair share. that's why they're taxing us. According to state media. Uh, Yeah, state media. But you can't trust them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that was a bird call, what Trump did. Find out who the nationalist was. This way the globalist knows how to tax their agenda. You know? And the whole thing now is... uh, 
All it's right. nothing to do with China. China, China ain't do nothing against us. All they're going to do is just listen to Fox News and turn us into a police state. What do you think about the balloon? What balloon? Oh, oh I don't know about that. I don't pay attention. That's, the Chinese that's balloon. You don't pay attention to the Chinese balloon yeah, floating the, over our military stations. That's the billionaires okay, trying to President tell you to look Trump. over here. That's, no, China, they ain't got nothing against us. They, they're, <laughs> they're trying to help our people, but they can't get the message through because state media's clouded it up. They make good iPhones. Oh, so the Chinese are our friends. I don't think they're harsh. I think our billionaires are more a problem than China is. Hmm. Might look, have if you there. look at if you look at every bill sponsored, being sponsored, you know, getting we passed. It's all billionaires are sponsored. Nobody else can afford it. Chinese ain't sponsoring any bills that we're signing, trust me. It's not. So when you talk about defund the police, who who controls the funding? Who facilitates the funding? Huh? You Ex- tell us. Excellent point. You got us on that one. Come on, man. All you, right, you we got you. Or getting punch drunk. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> From uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree right, with you. you. Oh, he's done. Uh, upper right hand corner, Joe. <laughs> I don't know how, how to co- recover from that. We talked about um, full-time legislatures right. versus part-time. Believe it or not, only nine states have full-time legislatures. California, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, Alaska, Hawaii, Illinois, Massachusetts, Ohio, and Wisconsin. The rest of the states meet part-time with some states like Montana, Nevada, Texas, North Dakota, only meeting in odd-numbered years. <laughs> Brother. The base pay for Pennsylvania legislators is over $102,000 a year, plus pension, health insurance, lush travel expense, reimbursement, and unlimited gifts. Lawmakers who hold caucus leadership posts earn more. Their earnings for the next 12 months will range from $117,000 for caucus administrators, policy chairman, and caucus secretaries, up to $160,000 for the House Speaker and Senate President Pro Tem. The automatic increase also would also take all of Pennsylvania lawmakers over the psychologically significant $100,000 threshold and having them join the list of six-figure earners in state government. That numbered well over 11300 in 2020. All right. Well, we certainly are generous to them, are we not? Yep, absolutely. Uh, what is this? Oh, this is an op-ed sent to us. Okay, so we do not need that. And this is uh, new. We were talking about uh, deficits and debt, sometimes interchangeably and not always. And uh, Or did we read this? No, I don't think we read it, but okay. who's Charlie? Hey, Charlie. Uh, the individual that catches us all the time talking about deficits and oh, okay. debt interchangeably. If the government didn't have deficit spending, there wouldn't be debt. There would be, uh, would there, oh, there wouldn't be debt, would there, they tie together. And, and uh, to whomever sent that, would some punctuation kill you? Okay. <laughs> That's all. Just, no, it kills just, me. Just I can tell you the lack of it kills me. No, this is from Stan. Okay. It's just, he's in a hurry. I get that. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening and uh, sending the questions. The voter ID question, yeah, prompted a good discussion. Uh, we, and we've talked about this on the show, folks who can't get ID. Uh, that's going to be a vexing issue. And I was glad that the well, not, uh, senator says he's, I don't think he thinks it is a vexing issue. He, no, he doesn't. But he does want he's willing to hear from people who say that it will be for some people, and that's But he noteworthy. brings up an excellent point. Government is here to help you. If you have a problem, if you can't get an ID, why wouldn't you call his office? What if you can't get one right now? Yeah. What would you do? Who would you call? Would you call your state senator, your state representative? You know, even your municipal government would probably try oh, and give fine. you a hand. That's the right answer. In the past, there have been it's proposals not a problem. That, that would, I, I, I said, I would favor voter ID as long as he does what he says they'll do, and that's help people to get them. 
Well, isn't that free function, of charge? Isn't that the function? Isn't that a function of government to help the citizens? Take yes for isn't an answer, will you? Well, yeah, but you have to first admit that we don't have a problem here that can't be solved easily. Okay. Joe, you have to admit you have a lot of admissions to get over. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. I'll admit I'm coming back tomorrow. Yes, yes, your retirement week is now half over. Your retired shortened week. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.